Blog Talk Radio. show um, as we grow this evening presence. Um, the call-in number is 310-807-5104. And the chat room is open, and I welcome you in the chat. It did come down once already tonight, so I had to bring it back up, but I will keep an eye on the chat and see if we can keep that going tonight. Um, And I thank the people who were here last night. And this show is intended to be a gentle presence in your evening, something that fills your heart with light, where we will address fears that we're navigating in our world, but we will look at them in a way that lifts us higher and helps us to continue to to face each new day with thankfulness and with ever more confidence that we are indeed raising the vibration of our world, starting with each and every one of us, because that's what we are able to manage what each and every one of us chooses to be, chooses to do in the world every day. And what we do has an impact on others. What we are, the loving presence that we choose to be, has an impact on everyone around us. And then that has an impact on someone else and someone else and someone else. When I was growing up, Many, many years ago, those of you who are a little bit older may remember this commercial that used to come on all the time, and they would say, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. And that's the domino effect of being you. When you are truly yourself, when you are in touch with the core of what your heart tells you to be, and when you do your best, 
every day, and we're not always going to do that perfectly. However we are in a given day, if we're having a down day, and as human beings we're going to have those days, then all we can do is look around us for those things that make us thankful. And one of the biggest things that can help us to raise our spirits, like I talked about last night, I talked about last night a very challenging experience I had in the past year assisting a loved one in the hospital. And while there, I was able to find so many things to uplift my spirit, just simple things like the trees out the window. And these things help. These things are gifts. And then there can be the incredibly miraculous things that lift our spirits, those synchronicities, those meaningful coincidences that just come to us. They can come to us on dramatic days when a lot is going on or on very simple days when all we need is a little hug from the universe, a hug from God, a hug from the angels. It doesn't matter what you choose to call the source of these little miraculous hugs. Today, my day started kind of early. I had, um, I think it was the news I had on for a short while, and a commercial came on at just the perfect time that said something, and I, I didn't have anywhere to write it down real quick, but the essence of the message was, now is the time to make your dream come true. And the theme tonight, which will often be an underlying theme because it truly is the theme of our existence as we become more and more conscious, is being you. And if you are being you, you are in touch with your dreams and you are doing your best in the midst of sometimes challenges that may seem to be standing in your way, they aren't. Because your dreams matter. And your dreams, if you hold on to them, if you keep the faith, if you let them flow in the way that they need to, even in ways you cannot completely envision, if you trust, then there is no better way than to embrace your own authenticity than to stay true to what you see as your vision for what life can be. And as you expand that vision, perhaps you go beyond your life and you see how your world can be. Can we hold a vision? Can we create a vision of our world that is not filled with darkness, but is filled with miracles? Because you know what? That is the real world. The more that you choose to see it, the more miracles you will discover. The call-in number again tonight is 310-807-5104. And I will come on the air whenever I'm called to do so. And I am very patiently... Just like the spring plants in my garden, I haven't planted any seeds yet out there, and probably I should be. Um, I don't always plant seeds, but I have some places where I may like to might, might like to plant some seeds this year. And when you plant a seed, you are patient. You are patient, and you gently foster its growth. 
And that's my intent with this special feature on the Frontier Beyond Fear. And I will announce here at the beginning that we have a regular show tomorrow, and it's at an unusual time, and that is tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. And what that means is I will not be on tomorrow night because we will have a show during the day. And over time, I may even incorporate some things from the shows with guests Usually there's one or two per week, no more than that, and we do have a number of shows coming up. And tomorrow's show on April 14th, for those of you listening in the future, April 14th, 2016, we have a very interesting topic. I have an acupuncturist coming on. Her name is Gail Reichstein-Rex, and she is the author of a new book called Earth Acupuncture, Healing the Living Landscape. And we are going to talk about how she discovered in a visionary way how she could raise the vibration of areas around her, how she could energetically connect to the earth by using some techniques that she already knew and also Native American shamanism. And so this will be a really interesting talk tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, And that is tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific for 60 minutes. And so, yes, what that means is tomorrow night we'll be having a break um, and we'll not have this show on tomorrow night. It may be back on again Friday, depending on how it's flowing. I'm going to be actually quite patient with it and just see how it goes. And so um, it's very possible it could be on Friday or Saturday or into next week, depending on just what we're guided to do. And so today I have here, as I was getting ready for the show today, I was actually guided to pick up a few books off of my bookshelf. And they essentially fell off of my shelf. I just grabbed them as I was coming up to where I do this show. Um, And Today, I may be doing some random book openings. I may do that for callers, if we get some callers tonight, or I may just do it um, when I feel so guided. And one book that I haven't even been able to find recently on my bookshelf and yet was very, very visible and very much wanted to be here with me tonight is Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach which anyone who understands real authenticity knows that this book is really a classic. And if you haven't read it, um, you definitely should. It's a simple story. It's a story that could be understood by a child. In fact, in many ways, a child might understand the story better than we can because there is a way that children have where they can see things that we lose sight of as adults. Um, you know, it was in the Bible, too, in terms of the child, children being able to see the kingdom of heaven, that the kingdom of heaven is really accessible to us when we become like a child. And that's that openness. That's that awareness. That's that spirit 
of pure adventure, of pure exploration that children have, just appreciating each new day and exploring what they might find. And sure, children, anyone who's been a parent, and I'm a parent, although my child is grown, but I certainly remember um, many days when children can be unhappy. Of course they can. They encounter things in their world that don't, um, don't fit in with their expectations, perhaps. And and they can certainly be upset, too. But that is more um, an aspect of childhood that, truthfully, we can hold on to as adults as well. But that's not we're talking, what we're talking about here. We're talking about the openness and the awareness and the joy that children have when the world is wide open to them when they're having a day perhaps where they can just explore and play without any real constraints maybe a lot of times when I go walking I see various parents with children and I have to say when I was younger I tended to be a a fairly protective parent and yet I see some wonderfully exploring parents out there where they let their children um, run freely in meadows and 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 just explore. And that's the kind of freedom that I'm talking about. That's the kind of joy. Because that's what heaven is. That is our beautiful world. That is the world that we can create where we can feel so much more free. And that's how we find a path to being ourselves. And I may, I'm going to check the chat here if anything is going on over there. Okay, it's quiet tonight, although it did come down once, and so I'm just going to keep flowing. And tonight we'll see how long it goes. If Some nights it'll go the full time, depending on the energy. Some nights it may be a quieter show, and I'll just let it flow as long as the flow is flowing. That That is my intent. And if we could approach more things in our life that way, where we just trust and we can feel the energy and feel how it flows, if we can trust in that, then that too helps us to be in the space of our heart. You need to listen. When you're being yourself, when you're being authentically yourself, that requires listening, listening to your own heartbeat, listening to those around you, although it's very important not to project judgment from others onto yourself because the more that we do that, obviously the less we will be our authentic selves. And perhaps the greatest barrier that we tend to face is that judgment. And even worse than that, the projected judgment of our own minds Because a lot of times, people really aren't noticing you being you quite as much as you tend to think. And there isn't that judgment that we tend to perceive out there. And so, if anything, where if you look at how children act, for example, they don't really pay attention to whether anyone is judging them. They're just not um, aware of that. Judgment is not really within their frame of reference. 
They simply are exploring. And the more that we open up as creators, because we are a part of the omnipresent creative force of this universe, because we are a part of a loving God, the more that we allow that to flow, the more creative and the more authentic we will be. So I am just going to open this book randomly here because it's relatively quiet. Oh, this is a good one. I opened to, so this is heaven, he thought, and he had to smile at himself. It was hardly respectful to analyze heaven in the very moment that one flies up to enter it. Hmm, now that's an interesting little phrase. Let's see. This just happens to be right before page 42, and I'm I'm very curious what's on that page. Um, the memory of his life on earth was falling away. Earth had been a place where he had learned much, of course, but the details were blurred. Something about fighting for food and being outcast. Okay, here we go. This is very much compatible with our theme tonight. Because anyone, the story of Jonathan Livingston Seagull, without totally giving it away for those of you who haven't read it, it's about a seagull who basically is an individual and learns to fly faster than any other seagull. And he breaks through. He breaks through beyond the normal activity of the other seagulls who are very busy fighting over food and, um, you know, he becomes an outcast, just as that passage indicates, and he breaks into a kind of heaven. And that's exactly where authenticity can bring us. That's why we need to be patient. We need to trust in our lives when we are guided to be on a particular path, we need to trust that that is the path where we need to be and that there can be times when others may judge our choices, others may project their choices onto us, and we need to, at those points, trust most of all because those projections, whether we're imagining them or if they're very real, will fall away. The earth, the non-miraculous aspects of earth will indeed fall away. And amazing things can unfold before us. Amazing possibilities. That doesn't mean that sometimes we may hit barriers because we're still having an earth experience and we're here for a reason to have these challenges But when we have a challenge, we have a choice. We have a choice whether to stay true to our dreams or to abandon them. And if Jonathan Livingston Seagull had abandoned his flight, well then, he would have been leaving his conscious experience of heaven. And we don't need to do that. But what we need to do is have an awareness that when there appears to be an obstacle, we just need to trust that it's leading us to where we need to be. 
that it's leading us to an area of greater expansion. If we are in service, many people have chosen more and more to be in service to the world, and that can be just a couple people at at a time. You know, tonight, if we manage to get a caller or two, um, I'm happy to offer some guidance, and I know that some of you are listening and that this is helpful to you. Perhaps this show is a synchronicity for you, just stumbling across it somehow. And I know that a lot of listeners on Blog Talk just kind of wander through the shows and see what they discover. And I welcome those listeners almost most of all, just because those are the synchronistic um, opportunities that open up when you just happen to come across something that feeds your spirit. So um, that's what I trust in tonight. Um, okay, well, let's see what else Jonathan Livingston Siegel has to say since we're not going to open too many times in here, but let us see. Hmm. Now I open to a page with no text at all, and it just shows Jonathan flying. Hmm. The years ahead hummed and glowed with promise. Now, of course, this is an area of the book where it's a little bit earlier, where Jonathan becomes an outcast, and yet... What phrase do I see? The years ahead hummed and glowed with promise. When we trust, when we are on our creative path, when we really know that we are offering something of value and good to even one or two people, it doesn't matter. It could be to a great many people or just a few. When we know this, that's when it's so easy to stay true to whatever it is we're guided to do. Uh, What does it mean to be authentic within our friendships and our relationships? Well, sometimes we're going to be in situations where there are clearly incompatibilities, and that certainly happens. Now, as we get into more of the new earth and as more of us are together in that space, one can hope that any barriers between people will begin to fade, kind of like Jonathan Livingston Seagull talks about, that those old things of the earth fade away. And a lot of the the things that create barriers between people being at peace and being open and being happy and appreciating one another, those are things of the old earth. And as the new earth becomes more apparent to us, which is indeed a manifestation of heaven on earth, we will find that it is easier and easier to be ourselves with other people and that the people that we resonate with will come our way. Now, if we choose to embrace the old ways of distrust and of projection and 
you know, the the old way of thinking always tends to project some negativity in some way. And the more that we do that, truthfully, we're reflecting, I believe, our own distrust in ourselves more and more. And the more trusting that we become, the more that we don't choose to project negative, lower vibrational energy onto people, and the more that we believe the best in people and we trust in them and we help to raise them up so that they can rise to their highest potential, the more that we do that, the more that we truly can share a joyous world. And that, so our our relationships are going to change at times because there will be people who will be stuck in old ways of thinking. And that doesn't mean that we need to give up on them, but we may not be able to navigate through the world in quite the productive way if we surround ourselves with that kind of negative energy. And so we can certainly help people. Sometimes we're going to be the negative ones. Let's not assume that every one of us is always going to be positive all the time. But, you know, we can help one another. We can lift each other up. But we can also begin to see that there are just going to be people who are not quite ready to embrace a more miraculous way of living. And if that's the case, then sometimes we just need to send them peace, send them love, and trust that we will attract an energy that is supportive to us because that's how the universe works is The universe is always helping us to find people who will help us to grow, and um, that's what we can trust in. Okay, I am going to check again since tonight. I may not go as long tonight. I'm not feeling the flow as powerfully tonight, which means... I won't stay with it as long. I'm just going to trust in that. Although, I guess right now, as I say that, I see the show is is um, has popped onto the front page. So I will honor that and stay with it. I will invite, um, see? Okay, so what just happened there? I was affirmed right there. I was kind of losing my track of what my plan is tonight. And the universe just validated my continuing to let it flow. Let it flow and to trust in that. If you are listening and you'd like to call in to share in this discussion, the call-in number is 310-807-5104. If you are listening in the future and want to send a comment to the show, something you'd like me to address in a future show, feel free to send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at frontierbeyondfear.com. And the main site for this show is frontierbeyondfear.com. So I think what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play another song. 
because that'll that always allows me to catch my breath here a little bit when I'm just flowing. And I don't have too many songs to pick from yet. I'm, I am going to aim to get more music the more that we do this. But, um, you know, this is such a beautiful song. It's a little bit sad, but I love this song um, by Larry Sire, and it's actually David Wilcock singing. It's part of the Wanderer Awakening um, set of songs, and it's just a beautiful uplifting song which seems sad but it lifts our spirits and it's also um, somewhat relevant to something I talked about last night and you see I feel my own energy rising here that's how the universe works it validated my continuing to flow Um, and that's it that is it exactly that is how you navigate through this world in a way that you let the world support you. You let the feedback that's coming back to you lift you higher because when you are in a path of service, when you are in a path of flow, when you are in the in a path which is in alignment with your heart and what it is you are growing into doing, which is exactly what I'm doing tonight, because it's not always easy to just flow continually for a long time like this. And I'm trusting in that, and I'm growing the seed, and I'm building patiently. And the universe validated that. Here is You Fly by Larry Sire.
the sea It has been now You seem so still to me This can't be happening One last time I bet and I kiss you Frontier Beyond Fear Radio. This is Building Bridges with Susan, Laris, and Dans. And I am continuing to flow with it tonight. And um, I am talking to those of you in the future. I know that people are picking up this broadcast in the future, which I'm finding interesting, these nightly broadcasts. And I welcome you across time because... There are no boundaries of time. I am with you right now, energetically. There are no boundaries of space. No matter where you are, we are together. And that is the beauty of the structure of the actual multiverse in which we live. And it's actually logical as well. It's really easy to think about where you're going to be. In fact, one of one of the, the ways that an exercise that I've talked about in some of the seminars that I've given about time, these are not esoteric exercises. It's something that even a child can see. In fact, as a child, I did this. When I was a child, I would feel the presence of my future self. I would simply say hello across time to whoever I might be, and I would stop, and I would simply have an awareness of someday I'm going to be 40 years old, I might think. When I was around eight, I might have thought that, and I would stop, and I would say hello to my 40-year-old self, and I would feel that awareness across time, and I would hope that someday I would grow to be a person who would send the energy back. And so I would sit there in my own room or wherever I was or outside 
in the beautiful, um, I had a beautiful view of the mountains in Colorado where I grew up, or I might have been in the mountains perhaps at camp or on an outing in the mountains, and I would send across time. Just be aware. And we can all do this. This is actually quite a fun and profound little exercise because you can send positive energy to yourself. You can think about any time in your life when you've gone through a hardship, for example, and right now stop and breathe and simply send love, send support to yourself. And it's a very simple simple thing, so simple that a child could see it. And I certainly do send energy back to the child I was, and I know that somewhere across time, she's waiting there, she's listening, and she's feeling, and she's knowing that there is an adult someday expansive enough, the adult that she grew up to be who was able to do this. And I have to believe that as I continue to grow and expand, somewhere in the future, there's another version of me who is doing much the same right now. And we can all do this. And we can do this with each other. We can send energetic support to anyone who ever lived. There are no boundaries of time. If we want to meditate on a particularly challenging area in history, we can do that. We can feel the energetic vibration of very positive people who have lived, people who have lived in a simpler world perhaps, indigenous people, people in touch with the earth. We can feel their energy across time. We can expand beyond the boundaries of this earth, you know, this is such a vast multiverse. And we need to stop judging this notion that there can't be other beings who are conscious in other places. It's simply logical. And the more that you experience the synchronistic world, the more that you feel the presence of an omnipresent creator, no matter how you characterize that creator, the more that you realize we are not alone. I heard it just again, I don't know, it was on a different show, I heard how there was a discussion of, oh, they would be too far away, or, you know, how could they be aware of us? You know, we hear this often. Well, that's thinking about such beings in a very limited way because there are no boundaries to the mind. There are no boundaries to the omnipresent creative presence that binds us together and even across time. A technological society may be very limited indeed, but that is not all there is. And we have to believe that as a species, we have a potential to develop in many ways, and that technology may not be the ultimate answer for us, and I would tend to contend that it's not. 
and that it's a limited step for us, and it's just part of our development, and that maybe some worlds become technological in their own way, and some worlds don't. And some could argue that the worlds that never become technological are very likely ahead of the technological worlds. And there have certainly been science fiction explorers who have thought about this question for a long time. And even as a child, I remember jotting down this idea, or at least as a young teen, um, about what would have happened to the world if we had never developed technology. What would we be like? And that is very compatible with the guests that I'll have on the show tomorrow morning. Once again, for those of you joining us, Tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific, the more traditional side of this show, although I was known to occasionally do a solo episode, um, but the interview segments of The Frontier Beyond Fear, which has attracted some wonderful authors and just um, wonderful energy. Tomorrow we have Gail Reichstein-Rex, And she is the author of Earth Acupuncture, Healing the Living Landscape. And we are going to be talking about healing the earth. And we're a little bit early for Earth Day, um, which um, if I timed it even better, I would have had the show next week. But, you know, maybe that's just as well, because I'll tell you what, every day is Earth Day. And perhaps one of the things that I've had to do today Because like many people, this has been a busy week and we're having to deal with wrapping up taxes in the U.S. and things like that. I didn't get outside today in any significant way. I was out for a little bit, but not long enough. And I also decided to rest today because sometimes we need to do that. I walk a lot and I kind of decided, well, today I was just going to rest a little bit more during the time that I might have walked. Well... I feel that. You know, you really feel that when you're used to going outside and appreciating the gifts of nature on those days where you don't manage to do it or if you're only briefly out there, you do feel the difference. And I will tell you, it is so worth it to structure a life in such a way and we can work very hard in our lives or very diligently. I don't like that working hard idea per se. I like working with passion. It doesn't have to be hard. Working with passion. We can certainly do that and still find the time to enjoy nature. And perhaps that's how we are making ourselves physically stronger. Instead of going to a gym, perhaps we're walking in a park, even if we're in the city. doesn't matter where we are. Um, If we can find a way to get outside and just breathe the air and appreciate the sunshine or appreciate the rain, whatever it is that we encounter, appreciate the snow. I've enjoyed walking on any number of snowy days um, in various places I've lived, although this time of year, hopefully we're moving out of that time. Um, So anyway, I feel it. I feel it. You know, if I'm going to do this show consistently day after day, my energy will fluctuate too because that's what it means to be consistent with a show like this. And so I'm trusting in that energy as well, and I can watch it rise 
and watch it flow. And as we get more callers in, um, that will help. And I do want to invite the callers at 310-807-5104. But I will continue to flow and grow this seed at night and just invite you, if you are seeking gentle guidance, you are welcome to call or you are welcome to simply gently listen, as I know there are those of you doing And I welcome those of you who are out there, and I appreciate that now and across time. What other things did I have here tonight that I brought with me? Well, we had Jonathan Livingston Siegel. I'm going to turn on a light here, here in the Pacific Northwest. It's just getting dark. And I turn to another page where Jonathan is simply in flight because this is a wonderful book. It has just, okay, look at this. I just turned to yet another, hmm, isn't this interesting? Jonathan kept at it fiercely. This is a random book turning. Day after day, from before sunrise till past midnight, and for all his effort, he moved not a feather width from his spot. Forget about faith. Chiang said it time and again. You didn't need faith to fly. You needed to understand flying. This is just the same. Now try again. Then one day, Jonathan, standing on the shore, closing his eyes, concentrating, all in a flash knew what Chiang had been telling him. Why, that's true. I am a perfect, unlimited gull. He felt a great shock of joy. Good, said Chiang, and there was victory in his voice. Jonathan opened his eyes. He stood alone with the elder on a totally different seashore, Trees down to the water's edge, twin yellow suns turning overhead. At last, you've got the idea, Jiang said, but your control needs a little work. Jonathan was stunned. Where are we? Utterly unimpressed with the strange surroundings, the elder brushed the question aside. We're on some planet, obviously with a green sky and a double star for a sun. Jonathan made a scree of delight, the first sound he had made since he had left Earth. It works, in all capital letters. Well, now, that kind of goes very well with what we were just talking about. And this is what I mean about randomly opening books because you just never know what you might open to because we are not separate from the consciousness of these other worlds. And that's exactly, I actually forgot that was in this book because I haven't read it in a while apparently or I forgot. I thought I read it a few years ago. I know I have recently. But there it is. We are inseparable. And there are synchronicities to help confirm that. 
on another topic tonight. I said I would bring in some news items to this show. And there was something that I read right before. And maybe now is a good time. Um, on space.com, and actually I got this from the Coast to Coast AM site. They had a link. Is the universe a simulation? Scientists debate. And in fact, it was the Isaac Asimov debate, and he was a favorite author of mine when I was growing up. And I find it so interesting that the scientists are debating this, because truthfully, that's somewhat similar spiritually to the kind of a construct that we may have created for ourselves to grow. And I'm not going to get too much into the details of this story, but you can find it on space.com. But I find it very fascinating that they are once again discussing this. Yesterday, I surfaced another story. You know, technology, I really do believe it's a temporary phase for us because nothing can compare to the power of consciousness. Consciousness is where it's at, not to, not technology. And as much as our technological gurus are focused on somehow creating artificial ways to prolong life and all these fancy ways of, um, of projecting consciousness into a robotic shell and, you know, that... Um, that is known as transhumanism, or you may have heard discuss the singularity. Um, I believe that this is not the direction that humanity is truly intended to go. I believe that, okay, here's an article that I saw just the other day. It was on TechCrunch, a website. Um, and it's called The Funny Things Happening on the Way to Singularity. And it talks all about technology and technology alone. And what is the singularity? This article defines it very well. Um, it says, about 10 years ago, inventor, futurist, and now director of engineering at Google, Ray Kurzweil, famously embraced the concept of the singularity, that moment in time when machine intelligence surpasses our own. Now, I've heard the singularity referred to that way. I've also seen it referred where we are able to transfer our consciousness into a machine. I've heard that also um, called the singularity. And Kurzweil, he predicted that this would occur by 2045 and man and machine would become inseparable. So, yeah, there are different ways of looking at that because um, it's not so much machine intelligence surpassing our own. It's whether we merge with the machine. And it is my contention that, and this is being my authentic self to discuss this, that this is actually not a healthy path for humanity it's the wrong direction. The right direction is developing consciousness itself and freeing ourselves from technology. We don't want to imprison ourselves in technology, 
We want to free ourselves from technology. And anything that takes us in the direction of, you know, putting ourselves within a robot, I know this is going to seem like a really obscure, very <laughs> obscure reference, but some of you may get this. Um, and, well, maybe I won't use this. It's from a movie that many of you may not have seen. But there have been scientific studies, or there have been science fiction explorations of this notion of being trapped inside some kind of a shell. And that's truthfully what that would be. And what do you think it is to be human anyway? Um, We put ourselves in these shells, these human shells. And if we were to be so afraid of the other side, so concerned about prolonging this life, and so um, ignorant of the existence of the soul and only focusing on our brain being just a bunch of electrical impulses and believing that that's what we are, believing that that's all that we are, we're in for quite a surprise because I'll tell you, the first human who is placed inside a machine will probably escape it because you cannot contain consciousness even in a human body, let alone a technological one. So if we were really growing, and I believe that some of us are, there is parallel growth going on right now. We have our technological and in some ways war-driven world funding that entire culture. We have that going on. And then we have those of us who are growing in the spiritual domain. Because if you want to know the truth, and I've said it before, if there are two ways, for example, of dealing with the threats to this planet, asteroids or whatever, Um, might come our way, although one can believe that we are protected to some degree by the divine. But even if you don't, the quickest way to protect this planet is to develop telekinesis. It is not to be developing technology. So if we were smart, and it may even be a litmus test, litmus test for, for species, although I tend to think there are no tests. But to truly evolve as a species, you need to be able to manage your planet. And the easiest way to manage your planet is with consciousness, not with technology. And if we can get past that barrier, and that's where we should be focusing, because those of us, who have not always willingly but spontaneously found ourselves in higher consciousness states, those of us who know that there have been studies of such things, know that there hopefully are people continuing to study such things, know that that's where the real hope and the area for growth lies for us, not in the other ways. Technology is temporary. It may last for a while, but I truly believe that the most advanced races 
don't need it. Why would you need it? If you can if you can manifest your dreams with your consciousness, why would you need technology? Okay. I am going to check the chat again. Quiet tonight. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play a song just to keep the energy flowing. And then I may or may not continue into the last half hour since it's quiet tonight and I'm feeling feeling the flow quieting a bit. But we'll see. Um, let's see. Again, I don't have too many songs yet queued up, but let's go with You're One With Me by Larry Sire. Larry has written a lot of songs and graciously given us some songs for this broadcast. And over time, we'll be able to find more that are playable. All right, here we go. You have been given all of this world so you can see All the joy you can have once you know you're one with me This moment is the one thing that will always shine through Soon everything that I am is shown to you My most wonderful vision of the universe You have all that you need in your mind shining through And the love that I am will be always there with you This moment is the one gift that you never need fear. Now everything that you are is coming clear. You are my most wonderful vision of the
magic of the one infinite mind. All time and space open up and realign. You are my most wonderful vision of the universe. And I know that you can be everything that you want. You can have the wonders of Avalon Then you know you'll never be very far from the truth And this is always the greatest joy of them all Everything that is here was made for you You've been wondering about who you are I have given you everything I have that is how you know that I'm never fine. You're one with me. I'm Susan Larison Dance, once again back with the Frontier Beyond Fear, building bridges, patiently growing this seed in the night to be a positive, supportive presence for those of you who, maybe there's some of you out there who have had a pretty rough day, and I just want to remind you that you are not alone. And that in any given moment, you can seek the miraculous support of the universe, God, angels around you. In fact, I would like to encourage those of you who are listening, whether live now or across time, to just stop, pick up a book off your bookshelf, any book. And open it, open it to a random page like I've been doing tonight. You will be amazed at how that book might speak to you. In fact, tonight, let's see here. Well, I thought, yes, that's right. I had some other books. I was wondering what I did with them. I have a bunch of books here. And in fact, in this last half hour, I think I might do that. I am just going to keep very patiently growing this seed. And I welcome you here with me across time. And we're just going to see what some of these books have to say to us. Okay, here's one that I grabbed. Mark David Gerson is a, fav- is a favorite guest of the show. He's been on this show many times. 
and I just randomly pulled his book off the shelf, The Moon Quest, A True Fantasy. So let's see. Well, this kind of validates what I was saying. <laughs> this is a very simple passage. Do you want to see where we are, he asked, she asked. I'm going into the woods. And that's all that I saw in this book. And there you go. Uh, there you go. Because And now I'm looking off into the other page where it says, A trace of gentleness crept into Yoshi's voice. So that's it. Gentleness. There is a gentle presence with you every day. And all you need to do is have that awareness that you are not alone. In fact, if you just explore nature, if you walk into the woods, if you take the time to discover the woods near you, you will find that there is no such thing as true aloneness that you are always supported, that you have around you so much incredible love that you can't even begin to fathom how vast that love is. You are never alone. Life can be rough. Many of us are facing challenges in the day-to-day world. Like in Jonathan Livingston Siegel. You know, we we are in that fray so often that maybe we want to leave behind, that maybe we'd like to go beyond. Perhaps we want to creatively follow our artistic impulses. Perhaps we're writers. Perhaps we're artists. Whatever it is that calls to your soul, feed it. And yes, go into the woods. So there was a simple contribution Another book that just fell off the shelf, um, someone I aim to come up, have come ah, have on the show again, I'm losing my voice now, Jason Gregory, who wrote The Science and Practice of Humility, The Path to Ultimate Freedom. Interesting combination there. So I'm just going to open this to a random page. Ah, this is also somewhat on the same theme. The rising and falling of thought vibrations is reflected by the physical world. As we mentioned, the mental creates the physical. The empty mind can be seen in the reflection of nature, while the deluded mind is found in the human element of chaos. It depends on where our perception is rooted. Okay. So... Just a brief passage there, once again, telling us that nature is important. As we observe nature, we find peace. There is a kind of emptiness in nature. When you talk about the empty mind, the empty mind can fill the heart. There is a feeling in nature where thoughts leave, but your heart is overflowing. And that's where you want to be. So we are reminded. 
you can do this at home. It is a really meaningful exercise, and it's kind of fun just to see what the books tell you. Sometimes they can give you incredibly specific guidance. The same thing with turning on a radio, sometimes turning on the television. Um, These things are out there just to support you. They are hugs. They are winks. There is supportive energy all around you all the time. Okay. I'm going now to look at a book that happened to feed my soul at a rather challenging time in my life, and I happened to see it tonight. In fact, this soul, or this this book was incredible for me when I was going through some challenges when I was younger. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, turning bad breaks into blessings. And it's by an author. I don't know whatever happened to this author. It's from 2002, Maxine Schnall. I'm just going to open. And what do you know? I opened to the help from the universe chapter. And this is very important because many years ago, I had this book given to me. And I asked for help from the universe. And I opened the book randomly right to a chapter that said, help from the universe. So what were we talking about? Synchronicities. What do you know? Look at this. When we surrender our belief in our own omnipotence, we can begin to understand these synchronicities as something more. They're the assistance of the they're the assistance the universe gives us when we let go internally of whatever needs to be relinquished in the interest of spiritual growth. Now, this is an interesting way of looking at synchronicity, how sometimes synchronicity can guide us into an area we may not have grown into otherwise. And although the passage suggests we're not omnipotent, we are. It's just that there are there is a greater part of us that carries that omnipotence. And sometimes that greater part knows what is best for us. So we may seek a certain path, and yet there is a greater path that is even more fulfilling and carries even more growth for us than we could envision in any other way. And so synchronicities or meaningful coincidences can help guide us. And how interesting that that's in a chapter called Help from the Universe. Also fell off the shelf, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So I'm just going to open that to a random page. And this I opened up to the state of presence. Oh, and he's quoting the Bible. Be like a servant waiting for the return of the master, says Jesus. The servant does not know at what hour the master is going to come. So he stays awake, alert, poised, still, lest he miss the master's arrival. Okay. And what is this? This is in a a section, the esoteric meaning of waiting. In quotes, how interesting that there 
this is not the usual bored or restless kind of waiting that is a denial of the present. And you see, that's what it means to patiently grow something. And that's what I'm doing here. It's an experiment, and we're going to see how it flows. And it just so happens tomorrow night there will be a break, and I may not do this too many nights in a row. I'm not quite sure how it's going to flow. I will be guided as to how this needs to flow. There may be opportunities that I'm thinking of um, bringing quotes in from some of the daytime shows because I think that would be really cool if we could have some segments here from some of the shows that maybe you haven't been able to catch up with during the day or perhaps the night audience just hasn't seen yet because we have some wonderful guests on the Frontier Beyond Fear and there can be some really meaningful segments that come up where we're discussing topics that just have such an influence on your life. And if you haven't had a chance to explore FrontierBeyondFear.com, there are just some amazing guests out there sharing all kinds of wonderful um, ways of living with us and research that they're doing. Coming up, I've got some alternative researchers coming back on the show, and they're always very much welcome. So I'm simply, when it talks about waiting, I'm simply going to trust that the show unfolds as it's meant to unfold. And that's what it means to be you. That's what it means to live your authentic life, is there are going to be quiet times. There are going to be times when you're simply growing. Whatever it is, you are growing into you, into the greater manifestation of who you can be and when that's happening just allow that's what this chapter is telling us in what was a very pivotal book the power of now now i sometimes would take issue years ago um this this book was discussed in the oprah chat room and sometimes um some of these teachings can tell us to release aspects of ourselves that make us special. And I tend to believe that we can do both, that we can know the parts of ourselves. We're here as a special creation, beloved of the universe. You are so incredibly loved as you are and as you are unfolding to become. And so we don't want to lose sight of that in the midst of the greater omnipresence of the divine. There can be both. It is a duality. You are created for a reason. You are here for a reason. It's not simply ego to celebrate who you are. Every aspect of you, all of your story, everything that brought you to be where you are, You don't have to hold on to those aspects of your story that are holding you back, but you can be thankful for those aspects of your story that taught you to become who you are now and that are teaching you even now to keep growing into the fullest expression of who you can be, the fullest loving expression in this world, sharing your
your compassion with others, openly sharing, openly accepting, helping others to do the same in this new earth. Yes, we are on independent paths. Yes, many of us may find tremendous peace in solitude and that this may be very important to us because it really is important for our spiritual growth to be able to do this. But at the same time, when we are in the midst of others, when we make ourselves available to other people to helping them to grow, when we can be on a joyous path celebrating the special creations we all are, that's when we're in true alignment. And we can trust. Some of us may be a little bit more prone to solitude, and that's okay. As long as we can feel at peace, as long as we are creating, as long as we feel that we are doing what we are guided to do in the world, that may be a creative venture, that may be exploring consciousness ourselves. Some of us are more suited for that, and that's okay. Trust. Trust in who you are at the core and listen. Listen to who you are. Don't allow someone else's notion of who they are and who they need to be to project onto you because we are all different, every one of us. And every one of us has a different way of expressing that special, special person that we are with the world. So um, I just want to encourage you to be who you are. Don't let anyone else impose upon you a different definition. And we are all learning this a step at a time. It's not easy. And we often do take on projections of others, projections of people from our past, projections from who we think we should be instead of what we can be. We take on limitations. We tend to to think that things that we're far more limited than we really are, and we tend to get stuck in the boxes of perception that come from our upbringings or from what we've known. And we don't need to get stuck there. If more and more of us could live a freer, creative existence, it would be a truly wondrous thing. Because it's when we are really at our full inventive potential. And that's what the world needs right now. We have developed a system of really oppressing the human spirit in some ways because we confine life way too much. When I get out into nature, I'm saddened that when I was younger, that wasn't as available to me or I didn't think it was. You know, we work so hard. It doesn't mean that you don't get work done. But if we could structure our work days, whether we're in the office or working at home, if more and more of us could work at home and structure our day 
around breaks where we can get out into nature and really get in touch with our true creative impulses, we would be far more productive. But it involves trust. We need to trust that. We need to be in organizations that trust and that are expansive. Or we need to be able to work independently. And we need to steer clear of the types of oppression that can occur even when we work independently. And we need to value what we are giving to one another. Something I have found, and maybe some of you are out on your own working as entrepreneurs, and I think in a, in a few weeks we're going to have Cindy Bennett back on about talking about, and Lisa Kay, both of them wrote a book on growing your spiritual business. And one of the things I come to learn more and more, though it is not an easy lesson, is valuing our time and that when we are entrepreneurs and consultants, it's really easy to be in a situation where um, people can expect full-time service from us when clearly that's not possible. And somehow we have to manage those expectations, and we need to very realistically convey the value of time and the value of what is invested and what is a meaningful wage. If you're working on your own, are you working for above minimum wage, for example? Nowadays, there are a lot of independent workers who are putting in so much time They're literally working for less than minimum wage, and it's a new way to get around working for minimum wage, and we put ourselves in that situation. Now, it's one thing to have a floating scale and to support some people who need that, but when we are assisting those who have the ability to pay, we need to set a value for our time because otherwise it can create incredible energetic imbalances. Um, And I had a consultant recently, I was talking to them out in nature, as a matter of fact, who encouraged me, said, you know, $200 an hour is what a consultant should charge, which sounds very high. But, you know, when you're a consultant, you have a lot of overhead costs, and that may be somewhat high, and not everyone's going to charge that. But I do believe that a lot of people who are out independently, and I know I've certainly done this a lot, is we tend to devalue our time. And when we devalue ourselves, that's what we're projecting, and that's how people are going to view um, what we provide. And so we need to be working in a much more trusting relationship one to another, and we need to be celebrating what we're offering to one another because there are tremendous gifts that are being given. Um, A lot of times I see when someone is volunteering a great deal of time for you, um, gratitude is in order 
And then we can work in such a wonderful way, and we can develop this together. But I think many of us on the new earth, we're trying to find a whole new way of working, and it's not always easy to figure that out. And I know I'm trying to figure out that model. For me, it's not demanding high prices. That's not necessarily it. But we need to figure out a way that we can work together that is not um, not energetically imbalanced because I see that a lot. I see that when I observe situations, and I think it, it commonly happens. So if you're being authentically yourself in your own business, look for those balanced situations because when they're balanced, you'll feel it. When When there is mutual valuing and respect, you will feel it. And when that doesn't exist, that means that you may need to move on from that particular situation. So anyway, looks like we're coming to the end of what has been a rather long program. Um, tomorrow there will be a break. I don't know when I'll be back on at night. I I, I really don't intend to, to do the solo show like this every, every night, and um, we'll see how it grows, and we may need to bring in some more guests, or we'll just see. It's an experiment, what I'm doing here. And um, and so we will see. Just keep an eye out on the schedule, and um, we'll see how it flows. But we do have a show tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific with a guest, and we're going to be talking about healing the earth. So I welcome you back to that show tomorrow and then we have some other wonderful guests coming up just go to frontierbeyondfear.com to see that schedule so thank you to those across time who have been here thank you to those tonight who have been here quietly listening i appreciate you and take care everyone i will see you tomorrow bright and early Pacific time, well, not that early, 9 a.m. for this show is fairly early. So take care, everyone.